In today's episode, eBay makes some big moves. Actually, that's not right. eBay makes some big promises. Depop made some big moves. And I make some big sales. So I practiced those intros (laughs) Uh, for like half an hour. Not really half an hour, but I go over them two or three times and I still manage to mess them up. When I was doing this, recording it in advance and then doing it, I would have to re-record that intro five or six times to get it right. Now that I'm recording them live, I don't get the chance to do that. So once again, we start with the blooper reel. Hey, welcome to the show. What's up, Galaxians? (laughs) Uh, If you're new here, my name is Ryan. I'm a full-time reseller and, as is probably obvious, part-time YouTuber and podcaster working out of my home here in the Batcave. And this channel is all about reselling. We'll go over reselling news, what's sold, and kind of what's going on in the wider world of resale. This week's episode features, again, a big news update and about seven items I sold over the last week on the various platforms. But let's get it kicked off. News updates. With the reselling news, man, there is a ton of stuff going on out there. eBay Open Live was last week, and eBay made a huge number of announcements and a huge number of promises that uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see how they uh, how they shake out, if they're able to deliver on all this stuff. Some of the things that they talked about are things that they have talked about previously that have yet to come to fruition. So uh, I'm not holding my breath on some of this stuff, but if it all works out, uh, eBay has announced some really, really big things. So we're going to start off. uh, These first three articles are over on e-commerce bytes. As always, I will go back uh, for the YouTube channel and link to all of these in the description below. Uh, Podcast listeners, this stuff will already be in the show notes. First thing, a big shout out to the folks over at e-commerce bytes. As we've talked about on this show a couple of times over the past, gosh, almost a year, they were the folks that were harassed by eBay and eBay's security force, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Uh, they are currently in the midst of a lawsuit against eBay and some of those individuals, and yet they continue to put out really unbiased news articles about eBay. Now, they have been critical of eBay in the past. So have I, so have a lot of others. We all want eBay to be better. Uh, But mad props to them for continuing to put out really what I feel like, at least, is accurate news updates. So if you're not subscribed to e-commerce bites, definitely go give them a look. Uh, They send out newsletters. Um, I, I subscribe to both of their current newsletters. But let's jump into this. Uh, The eBay CEO promised more seller protections and control over our funds, which would be really good news. Uh, He was quoted as saying, our team has been listening carefully to our seller community about what needs to change and working hard to make improvements. He told over 1,200 virtual attendees. You can let me know in the comments if you attended any of the sessions of eBay Open Live, uh, online rather, I popped in on a few. There were some technical glitches. I saw particularly on the first day, a lot of folks were having a hard time even getting in 
to some of the programs. So let me know in the comments or in the chat if you participated in what you thought of the show. Uh, he went on to add eBay will be extending seller protections and making changes to the payment processing system. We know you've been disappointed by buyers who fail to pay. Now that we're managing payments directly, we're better positioned to make sure that you do get paid. Today, I want to share news about the ways we're working to improve the protection we offer to you, our sellers. Changes have already been implemented implemented to fixed price sales where 99% of transactions are now paid up front to help ensure that you get paid on best offer sales. We'll soon start to ask buyers to provide a payment source at the time their offer is made. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, that is something I've talked about, man, numerous times on this show. When offers are made, much like with Mercari and other sites, you have to have a payment method on file ready to go if that offer is accepted eBay now says they are going to implement that. They also say they are going to evaluate similar solutions for auctions in 2022. So mad props to eBay. If they get that done and it actually works, that would be awesome. They're going to extend protections for uh, sellers when buyers misuse the returns process. He said eBay would protect sellers from unfair feedback when sellers decline a remorse return outside of their return policy. I talked about this, gosh, a couple of weeks ago. I had a customer who I have a 30-day return policy so that I qualify for a top-rated seller plus or whatever. And the customer requested a return at 29 days and four hours. Uh, and then he had subsequently held on to the item for another full week before actually shipping it back to me. He claimed that um, some of the DVDs in the sets didn't work. I've tested everything. They all work for me. He claimed he tested them on three different DVD players and they didn't work. So that's a case where, you know, it is what it is, but that's an abuse of the return policy, in my opinion. There's really nothing eBay can do about that, but this guy hasn't left me any bad feedback. I worked with him. I took the stuff back. So all is good, but that's the kind of stuff he, he essentially rented the first seven seasons of the West Wing for what worked out to about 40 days essentially for no charge. So good deal for him. <laughs> um, he also said eBay will making be making changes with regard to managed payments based on seller feedback to give sellers more flexibility and control. Quote, changes will include options to get paid out faster, more payout schedule choices, and expanding the ways you can spend your balance for shipping labels and purchases on eBay. You will be hearing more from us about these changes over the coming weeks, he said. So be on the lookout for that. We will, of course, co cover it here on this podcast when that news comes out. But uh, that's big news. The managed payments thing I've talked about previously. I'm on weekly payouts. The weekly payout schedule is on Tuesday. If Monday is a banking holiday, prior to this last holiday, payouts that happened over the weekend were not ready for the Tuesday payout. They did make a tweak and they are actually processing payments on Monday. So this past, I guess it was the after July, the Independence Day holiday, that Tuesday payout, at least for me, was a full payout where previously Tuesday payouts following a Monday holiday were pretty light. So kudos to eBay for working on that. They also have announced a new program. Uh, no official date on when this is going to go out, but they're going to offer reduced fees 
for sales that you make by sharing your items on social media platforms. We all know that increasingly buyers are discovering products and getting validation of those products through their social channels. And so we're improving the basic capabilities of how you can go to the listing page and share your listing into these different channels. More importantly, we're changing the pricing to reward you and thank you for bringing traffic to your store and to your listings. So whenever a buyer clicks through a social link back to your listings, back to your store, and I think that's probably the key, you're going to have to have a store subscription for this to work, and makes a purchase, you're only going to be charged a 2.5% final value fee plus the $0.30 transaction charge. So that's a significant savings in some categories in media that's that's a massive discount so um as he also said a pretty substantial reduction in fees to help you drive your repeat purchases drive traffic into your listings and to your store his session did not provide details about when this new feature and pricing would be available most likely as i mentioned it will be available only to sellers with a store subscription but again stay tuned for an official announcement I've talked previously also about the eBay partner program, which is their kind of affiliate program. If I assume this is still going on, I haven't actually sold anything off of it for a while, but if you drive customers to your listings and they purchase that listing through your affiliate link, you essentially get a credit for the full final value fee on that item. So if you're not participating in that program, it might be worth taking a look at. Continuing on with eBay, they claim, once again, that they are re-architecting the view item page. Uh, eBay's chief product officer, Pete Thompson, said eBay is re-architecting this page so that it can introduce changes more quickly. We've talked about that in the past on this show as well. The They have a lot of legacy architecture in their software, which makes it difficult for them to make quick updates. They are now going to make some changes so that they can do that more quickly. He said that eBay is focused on three areas with regard to product, technology, velocity, organizing the breadth and depth of sellers' inventory, and celebrating eBay's wide range of sellers. He claims they are making investments in the service of creating the best, most modern seller experience. The three areas eBay is working on are efficiency, conversion, and profitability. Seller needs have evolved, and eBay must also evolve. They are working on new tools, features, and shopping experiences. Uh, They're going to break the view item page into independent modules so that different teams can develop and deploy changes and new designs without dependencies to other groups, allowing for exponential improvements in speed to market. That's one of the things that we've talked about here again previously, kind of the unintended consequences when eBay rolls out a change. There are so many interconnected things within eBay's architecture that it has effects when when they did the item specifics thing. That was a classic example of things not working quite like they intended because things are linked together. So the notion of breaking all of this up into modules that work more or less independently of each other is probably a really good thing. Uh, the next evolution of eBay stores is focused on the following. He said, increase productivity and control. Elevate the seller brand. They are really pushing the seller brand portion. Enable meaningful buyer relationships and drive profitability. He said, this year you will see lots of new tools and capabilities for you to better promote your business, build trust and loyalty with buyers, and build your brand. The brand thing has been 
kind of a problem. A lot of sellers like to like to have a brand and eBay has historically been probably justifiably so all about eBay. So they are trying to change that focus and allow us as sellers to be a little more independently focused. So again, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, eBay. No, I don't want to do your survey. <laughs> um, last year, eBay did the up and running grants. They awarded money to quite a few sellers for getting their businesses off the ground. It was particularly focused last year on brick and mortar stores that had been forced to close during the pandemic and were moving online. They have just announced that they are going to do that program again. They've announced the 2021 Up and Running Grants to help small businesses thrive online and secure their futures. eBay is announcing the return of the Up and Running Grants program for 2021. Demand for e-commerce is at an all-time high, and the Up and Running Grants program is committed to more than $500,000 in funding and education resources to help ensure that today's small businesses are here tomorrow. Program builds on eBay's longstanding commitment to small businesses and expands our up and running initiative by offering 50 more business sellers a $10,000 grant package. Um, through this program, 50 existing U.S. based, so that's key if you're listening from somewhere other than the United States, you will not qualify, unfortunately. eBay small business sellers will each receive a grant package, which includes $10,000 in cash. They will also enjoy premium access to eBay's seller school, direct training and coaching from expert sellers and eBay growth advisors. The program will help ensure sellers have the funding, education, and resources to grow their business online. They are, once again, partnering with Hello Alice, an organization dedicated to connecting diverse small business owners with resources, opportunities, and one another. It is actually a pretty cool site if you haven't been over there. Um, there's a lot of resources, a pretty good community, so you might want to check that out even if you're not inclined to apply for the grant. All applicants will be invited to join their online community of entrepreneurs for peer-to-peer -peer networking and learning opportunities. Invited to join is a polite way of saying required to join. <laughs> uh, if it's anything like last year, the only way you can participate in the Up and Running grant is to be a member of Hello Alice, so be prepared to do that. Uh, applications began on August 6th. They will run through Friday, September 3rd, 2021. Again, U.S.-based sellers only. And the application is available at ebay.helloalice.com. Lastly, back to e-commerce bytes. Um, and again, I will link to this down in the show notes and the video description below. They've got a really nice wrap-up of all of the things that were covered at eBay Open Online. Uh, one of the things that eBay is adding is cost per click promoted listings. So this will give you an opportunity if you want to pay for the clicks. This is kind of like if you advertise on Amazon, you can do this. Uh, eBay's Vice President and General Manager of Global Advertising, Alex Kazim, introduced promoted listings advanced, which is a cost per click model. Sellers will bid on keywords. He said the advanced version of eBay's promoted listings is only going to be available in the U.S. and the U.K. for now, and it will give sellers priority access to the top of the eBay search results pages. So if you're interested in something like that, I don't know if it's rolled out just yet, but it is definitely coming. 
And then again, in this article, they recap what's going on with eBay stores. We've talked about that a couple of times. They want to add video. They want to improve individual store search results. They want to grow and change how store categories work. So they're really focused on making the store subscription even more worthwhile than it currently is. They have links to all the various videos from these various sessions. So definitely go check out that page if you were not able to go to eBay Live, eBay Open Online. Moving on now to Depop. Um, They continue, despite the fact that they were recently purchased by Etsy, to grow and acquire and make partnerships. Etsy had said when they made that purchase that they were going to allow Depop to run their own business the way they saw fit. That is clearly the case. Depop has partnered with the rental platform Her, H-U-R-R. Shoppers on the Gen Z resale app will be able to buy pieces from brands including Rixo, Stein Goya, LK Bennett that have previously been rented at least 20 times on Her's platform at a discount of up to 80%. The first drop was 100 pieces and it launched on August 4th. London-based Her runs a mix of peer-to-peer rental services and managed stock with brand partners. They currently carry over 3 million pounds worth of inventory. That's 4.2 million U.S. dollars. In addition to its website and the app, they do have two physical locations. This partnership marks their first foray into the fast-growing resale space. So big news, um, more, more stuff to buy over on Depop. This is obviously very UK focused, which is where Depop is. Speaking of moves, Depop is actually moving their corporate headquarters. Uh, They're moving their London HQ as the pandemic sales boost their app. Online fashion marketplace Depop has signed the lease on a new headquarters in East London. The secondhand clothing app saw over 100% growth In gross merchandise sales and revenues during 2020, the brand will move from its current site uh, to a office of 30,000 square feet. The London employees will make the move in October. Um, They currently have 400 employees across the world, the majority of them there in London. So there you go, Depop, making making both literal and (laughs) uh, business moves. There's a really good article over on uh, the Los Angeles Times last week. I've talked here numerous times about List Perfectly, affiliate link down in the show notes and the description below. But this this article over on the LA Times, List Perfectly helps people save time while selling things online. It has a kind of a brief history of how the company got started. Um, Clara Albernaz, I believe is how it's pronounced, um, is one of the founders. She was an online vintage clothing seller. She was struck with arthritis. No longer able to spend hours typing listing descriptions into multiple online sales programs. They, she thought her career was over. Instead, it became the inspiration for List Perfectly, a time-saving tool for sellers of all kinds of things. She is a co-chief executive of the company now. They have more than 10,000 customers, so it's not just me. <laughs> Um, who use List Perfectly software to simultaneously list items for sale on up to 12 websites. The article goes on to talk about the huge growth in online reselling, which we have talked about here on numerous occasions. 
Um, they also highlight the posh kings, John and Brad Anthony, who are a couple who used to run some actual physical locations, who then went online and have used List Perfectly to grow their business at a tremendous rate. So I'm not going to read this whole article. Again, I will link to it in the show notes in the video description below. Their overall summary of it, if you are regularly listing hundreds of items online as an alternative to hosting a big garage sale, it's probably worth the cost. List Perfectly's membership allows you to post an unlimited number of times on the 12 platforms that they support, which include Depop, eBay, Etsy, Facebook Marketplace, Grailed, Heroin, Instagram, Kitizen, Mercari, Poshmark, Shopify, and Tradesy. As of this writing, there's no requirement. It's a You can sign up month to month. Um, you do have to cancel if you decide you don't want to use it down the road, but there's no no obligation to stick with it. I mean, if you've got enough stuff, you want to just hop on, do a month, and then be done with it. I use it every day to duplicate listings over to Mercari from eBay, so I'm definitely getting my money's worth out of it, but there you go. Real good article over on the Los Angeles Times. The, the ongoing Delta coronavirus variant thing uh, has left some of the big reselling organizations, quote, head-scratching. Uh, ThreadUp CEO says the Delta variant is leading to head-scratching. The second-hand clothing retailer reported second-quarter sales that jumped 27% from a year earlier to $60 million. He attributed the strong quarter in part to customers' newfound joy of heading out into the world. There are signs, though, that that joy may be fading. He said there's some head-scratching about how the Delta variant is going to shake out. The expectation was that there would be a very strong back-to-school, back-to-work-in-the-office season, and I think we still expect that to be true, he said, but I don't think it's as clear as it was a month ago. As people started to socialize more earlier this year, they shifted spending to products like designer clothes, luggage, and teeth whiteners. Companies started rolling out their return to office plans with many targeting after Labor Day, and analysts have predicted the strongest back-to-school season in at least five years. However, the new surge, which is especially hitting the unvaccinated, is changing the mood at ThreadUp, which is based in Oakland. Reinhardt said that his team is staying flexible and ThreadUp is monitoring the evolution of consumer behavior. For now, it is still executing on its existing plans, such as its expansion into Europe. So, again, the, the pandemic, just when you think it's over, <laughs> uh, it comes back really strong and really hot. And as we head into fourth quarter, which is not too far down the road now, it could have a huge impact on online selling and reselling. There's already a lot of discussion that toys in particular are going to be in short supply this year. There is a, a disruption still to the supply chain, part of which is COVID. So if you're a toy seller or reseller, there's a really good opportunity heading into fourth quarter, heading into the Christmas season to really make some money, especially if the pandemic continues to grow and um, certainly, especially if we see stores and communities start to implement more restrictions or heaven forbid, even lockdowns. So just be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. I know everybody's sick of the pandemic. I'm certainly tired of hearing about it, but it continues to create both winners and losers in the marketplace. 
Moving on, uh, Etsy's new customer service program could hinder the growth of new sellers. Um, This is an article on payments.com. As Etsy attempts to hold on to customers who found their way to its marketplace amid the pandemic, again, the company is setting out several initiatives. One is an improved search function, which uses proprietary technology that allows customers to more easily find what they're looking for. Another will allow sellers to use video in their product listings to show how an item is made or how it can be used. Starting earlier this month, Etsy sellers got access to the star seller section of the shop manager dashboard, giving them insights into how they're performing in various customer service areas, including message response times, shipping speed, and five-star ratings. We talked about this in last week's episode. There are a little more details in this week's edition. In order to qualify... For the Star Seller program, shops must respond to 95% of messages within 24 hours, ship 95% of orders on time and with tracking, and have 95% of reviews with five-star ratings, in addition to what we talked about last week, having at least 10 orders and $300 worth of sales over the preceding three months. Uh, This program follows... Similar programs on other platforms such as Poshmark, eBay, and Mercari, which all visibly reward sellers who meet certain expectations for customer service. Unlike those other programs, though, Etsy's is much more shop owner-centric with more attainable goals, according to Etsy, of course. Uh, Vice President of Marketing, um, Gloria Stitt eBay's general program is very focused on high-volume sellers. The thresholds in place make it difficult for small sellers to achieve this status. Etsy has created more achievable standards, leveling the playing field for smaller shops. While it's unclear whether this new initiative could bring more business owners to consider Etsy as a storefront, she added it will certainly help attract more shoppers to Etsy, which I think is probably the key for Etsy. They want more buyers. Confidence in seller is key to the online shopping experience, and this program will help consumers instill confidence in who they are buying from and who they are shopping with. Next month, Etsy plans to begin putting star seller badges on qualified shop, though the company said sellers will have more time to reach that status before buyers start seeing the badges ahead of the holiday season. So this is rolling out fairly quickly. The badges, interestingly, will be awarded on the first of every month based on the last three months of a shop's performance. So this will change on a month-to-month basis based on how you've done against the metrics that I just mentioned earlier in that previous three months. And here's the kicker. In the future, Silverman said that being a star seller may influence a shop's prominence in search results, which was one of the things that the article last week that we talked about was concerned about, that this is going to impact where you show up on search. Additionally, Etsy is considering doing featured marketing of different star sellers. So the bigger sellers who are uh, achieving all of these various targets are the ones that are going to see the biggest reward from them. Uh, One person did say that this program could bring out more serious and dedicated side of Etsy sellers. It will ultimately have the biggest impact on newer sellers potentially making it more difficult for them to rise higher in search results or rankings. So, and that's absolutely true. If you start off today on Etsy, you've got to build three months worth of history to even qualify to participate in this program, during which time 
all of the other sellers who have already qualified for the program will be higher than you in the search rankings. So it may increase the barrier to entry over on Etsy a little bit. That will be really interesting to see. He added, uh, while from a customer perspective, this is as intended, it could certainly present challenge to sellers to maintain their current popularity over on Etsy. We talked last week about kind of the change in the stock price based on the flow of business, the change in growth that some of these platforms were experiencing. Last week, Etsy announced their quarter two earnings. Um, Etsy dropped about 13% at one point last week. As of this article, it was down 11. It continued to drop that day. The revenue for the second quarter over at Etsy came in above what Wall Street had been expecting. The earnings per share was about dead on what they were expecting. It was one cent below. But as we talked about last week, the growth is, or at least was, slowing. Last year, the same quarter, it was 75% cents per share. This year in that quarter, it was only 68. And so the stock dropped. I, again, these kind of numbers, this kind of growth that these places are experiencing, most traditional retailers would kill for. So I still think there's opportunity for these platforms, but the market has not responded favorably. Last thing, I always try to end the news on something kind of random and weird. Uh, this is this is about as weird as it gets. I, didn't, I had no idea that there was a site like this. Uh, you can now, quote unquote, Karen check a potential buyer before selling on Etsy. Uh, TikTok user Bad Juju Mask said, did you know there's a Karen checker for Etsy customers? We can see if they always leave bad reviews. KarenCheck.com does exactly what the name suggests. It simply scans a buyer's account to find out more about their history and how much they behave like a quote unquote Karen. Suspicious sellers can use either the website to paste the username in or they can download a Chrome extension which allows you to scan directly from Etsy. Etsy doesn't show the review history of accounts on the site, but the information can be publicly accessed through its API. KarenCheck grabs that information and makes it easy to see so sellers can see if an account has a long history of leaving unfair complaints. Uh, for new shops especially, one early unjustified bad review can ruin the chance of success. My hope is that people will use this tool in the spirit of fairness. There are plenty of bad sellers out there, and bad reviews are, of course, justified in some cases. A long history of negativity without any positivity or indication that the buyer worked with the seller is a Karen red flag, and sellers have the ability and the right to cancel transactions from these buyers. And I've talked about this even in my old days in the actual retail world. The customer is not always right. There are some people you're better off just not doing business with. This is a great tool if you're over on Etsy to be able to find out if a customer is potentially one that you would be better off not doing business with. Uh, this person said, I've only used it once for one bad review. I did everything right as a seller, went above and beyond to satisfy, was still given one star. Um, and then it talks about Etsy is about to go on this new program that rewards sellers with public badges for maintaining five-star ratings. Every review, of course, really counts with Etsy. I just used it this one time, she said, for peace of mind. When I saw that she had many one-star reviews, I immediately felt better 
knowing that she was just a quote unquote Karen. And it was nothing particular about my products that she didn't like. Just a person who seems to be unhappy with everything she has ever bought, he told Newsweek. So (laughs) uh, there's another one. Customer ordered an expensive dog collar, provided a dog name and personalization details, explained one seller. This design cannot be personalized. There's no space on the collar to do so. I messaged her twice over two days through Etsy asking for clarification. There was no response. Just out of curiosity, I decided to do a Karen check, and I'm so thankful I did. She had written only negative reviews. I immediately canceled her order and politely let her know why. The seller added that two weeks later, they received a message demanding that they just send the item. And if I find any broken part, any damage, any scratch or anything like that, I will take my money back without returning the item. Just telling you. (laughs) Uh, We've all had customers like that. They are no bueno. And if you can find out ahead of time that you're dealing with one of them, man, just don't. Don't do it. Um, On eBay, you can go in and see uh, kind of buyer's review history. So I strongly suggest that you do that uh, from time to time just to kind of see what's going on with them. It's uh, There's no point doing business with someone who's just going to leave a bad review or try to scam you for a refund or a partial refund if you can avoid it. So I, I, I love this site. I wish they would institute it probably for all the reselling <laughs> platforms out there. With that being said... Let's jump in, speaking of sales, to some of the stuff I sold last week on the various platforms. It was another week for me of a lot of sub $20 stuff. I had, again, a pretty good week, but only had seven things that I felt were warranted to share with you today. So let's get into those. This first item, uh, CD, speaking of which, I have an opportunity, a uh, hat tip to my friend Dale, who sent me a link yesterday to someone on Facebook Marketplace who has 2027, 20, sounds like from talking to him, it might be closer to 3,000 CDs that they're looking to sell. So I may be making another massive CD purchase later this afternoon. This is a CD from the previous massive CD purchase. Uh, Lords of Acid, Lust Stripped. So this is a kind of a remix CD. was on Antler Subway Records back in 2001. I've had this thing, obviously, for quite some time. I'm running a sale right now, 35% off for items that have reached a certain age. This qualified for that. I was asking $39.99 for this item. It brought $25.99 with free shipping. I own it for about three and a half cents. We'll take it. Uh, let's get in here. This next item. I just bought this thing this past weekend at a garage sale. They had a box full of board games, a dollar per game. This one was new and sealed monopoly, but in French, the whole thing is in French, the game board, all the instructions, uh, the writing on the back of the box, describing how you play the game. Everything was in French. So I checked this thing out. The comps looked pretty good. For a dollar, how do you go wrong? I had it listed for $29.99 on eBay and $30 even plus shipping over on Mercari. I had someone reach out to me on Mercari, asked a couple of questions about it, and ultimately made me an offer of $27 plus shipping. So $1 
into 27. I would do that pretty much every day. <laughs> uh, board games. I know there's a lot of folks that buy like even open stock board games and then just part them out, sell the pieces or the cards or whatever. I don't mess with that kind of stuff, but if they're new and sealed and I can get them for a buck or two, I will definitely pick them up. This next item we I've talked about bound magazines repeatedly on this show. This is another item that I have had for a long, long time. It's coming up on two years now on this item, the model craftsman magazine, volume 11, 1942 to 1943. There were not a lot of these out there, so I aimed high on this. I had it listed for $65. It sold for half off in part of my current sale, so $32.50 plus shipping. I own it for $0.08. Cents. So that's still a pretty, pretty hefty flip. $65 certainly would have been a lot more fun, but I will definitely take that. So again, bound magazines, can be a good investment, especially if you can get them fairly cheap. Typically at estate sales, if they are available, they they essentially price them like books. So in a lot of cases, a dollar or two, this was part of a big bulk buy and my net cost of goods sold worked out to eight cents. So nice flip. Here's another old book. Uh, this was from, there was no date of printing in the book, but there was a gift inscription from I think it was 1896. So this is what's an old one. Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe. This was published in Boston by Charles E. Brown and Company. Part of, a, again, a big lot of books that I own for 25 cents. This went for $33.99 with free shipping. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see, given its age... The cover had some stains on it and a little bit of wear, but overall, this was in really, really good shape. So again, old books for the win. Talked about, uh, gosh, it's coming up on a month now. I bought the big lot of DVDs. This is six Best of the Muppet Show DVDs from, from the 25th anniversary set. Uh, they featured people like Mark Hamill, Steve Martin, I think Diana Ross. There was a whole bunch of folks on these I listed this set for $36 with free shipping. I own them for 17 cents a piece. So I got a, a dollar and two cents or something like that in this thing and sold it for 36 bucks. It was still under a pound to ship because they were in slim line cases. So fairly nice flip. This sold on Mercari. Mercari continues to do a little bit better for me now here recently. So I'm really pleased with that. Surprisingly, this is not the flip of the week. This is a big sale. Um, I picked this up at James Patterson Women's Murder Club. There was a, he had written 20 books in this series. I was at a garage sale. They had the entire set. I think they were asking $40 for the whole set. I ultimately was able to get them down to $30. So a buck and a half per book. I had it listed for $149.99 or best offer with free media mail shipping. And it sold for 15% off at $123.24. So all in after fees and shipping, I made about $50, $52 on this. So not great, but it was pretty quick. I sold it in about 10 days uh, for a price that was essentially, I think, $10 higher than anybody else had sold one of these four recently. So I will take it. I like 
sets of books. If I can find complete sets, I would have liked to have gotten this for 20 bucks instead of 30 but all in all, I still can't complain. I turned $30 into $50 worth of net profit. And now, your flip of the week. It's just got the random Galaxy CDs logo on it. Sorry. I had a customer <laughs> who was in Germany, and he made offers on 10 different Marklin catalogs. So Marklin makes model railroad equipment. They're a German-based company, sell worldwide. I bought all of these for essentially five cents a piece. There were 11 catalogs in the 10 listings that he made offers on. So my cost of goods sold was about 55 cents. I just kept accepting all of his offers because uh, I saw he was making multiples and they were fairly reasonable offers. The total ended up being $97.63. However, since he was in Germany, eBay wanted him to pay and wanted me, of course, to ship all 10 of these individually. That makes no sense. (laughs) Uh, So I reached out to the customer and I said, hey, let's do this. I'm going to cancel your 10 individual orders and I'm going to make one custom listing that includes everything that you bought at the total price that we agreed to. That way you're going to pay a significantly reduced amount for shipping and I can ship them all in one package instead of wasting all the materials and the costs sending 10 different packages. He was great with that. So $97.63 on a cost of goods sold of $0.55. Cents. So uh, it cost, I think, four fifty-seven media rate to ship those. So really, really nice flip. Really pleased with that. That's a good one to end the week on. Let me, let me jump into this chat here and see if there's anything. Uh, a few hellos. Hi, everybody. Yeah, uh, Vanjim on the, the DVDs said, seems to me like he watched them all and returned it. Uh, he, he actually put a note in the box that he, the, he claims that the first three seasons had skips and freezes in them, but the seasons four through seven were fine. So he definitely watched all of them. <laughs> uh, good on him. I, you know, I guess if you can work the system like that, good for you. So, uh, hello, Jennifer R bird knows best. Thank you for joining. Just woke up. Have to watch the rest later. It will be available theoretically forever. YouTube was having some problems. I don't know if anybody else experienced this yesterday. Um, videos not showing up in your channel, playlists having disappeared. It was pretty, pretty sketchy. They did put out a, a notice on it on their help boards and eventually they did clear it up. But I, I was concerned about and maybe I should be, there's not that many people here in the live today, but whether or not we'd even be able to do this video today, because YouTube seemed to be having some some pretty serious issues, but everything seems to be working now. With that, uh, I got to decide if I'm going to go buy all those CDs, and I've still got stuff, I don't know if you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, over my shoulder that I purchased over the weekend that I need to get listed. So we're going to wrap this thing up. I hope everyone is staying healthy and happy and staying busy. Um, midsummer heat is on here in Ohio. I'm in Southern Ohio. It is going to be mid nineties and it is mega humid out today. So I'm not sure (laughs) I even want to go load up 2,700 CDs, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, be safe, be well. We'll catch you this time next week. And now it is time to sell. Thanks guys. 
You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.